Good day. From the Bridgehunters Chronicles, this is News Flyer for June 26, 2022. I'm Jason Smith. Exposing the truth and bringing historic bridges to light are the main themes in this week's podcast, both figuratively as well as in a literal sense. Some stories in the podcast will be pleasing for historic bridge fans home and abroad. Here are the headlines. Historic bridge in British Columbia to be rehabilitated. Flood walls to force closure of 500-year-old bridge in England. New monument honoring bridge savers who averted a Nazi demo during World War II in Thuringia. National Highways England ordered to unfill historic bridge in Cumbria with more bridges expected to follow. Historic bridge in Tokyo, Japan to see the light again. High bridge in Pennsylvania, now a rail-to-trail crossing. Plus, a couple follow-up headlines and an upcoming event in Pittsburgh. Now the news. Terrace, British Columbia, Canada. Vacationers visiting the Skeena River region this summer will have to consider extra time and detours as an historic bridge is about to get a much-needed facelift. The old Skeena Bridge is located between the business district of Terrace and the areas near the ski resort and municipal airport carrying Lake Elsa Avenue. The bridge features a riveted Pennsylvania two-truss bridge with Talnatee's portal bracings, plus steel trestle approaches. As you can see in the video found in the Newsflyer article, the bridge was built in 1925 and had a series of truss spans. The structure was then altered in 1953 with the coming of the railroad bridge, and since then, both bridges have existed side by side. It is unknown who built the bridge in 1925, let alone who was behind the alterations. Those with information should contact me at Chronicles using the contact details in the website. According to the province's website, Gikat Park Deroshi Industrial Services Incorporated has been awarded a $22.6 million contract to rehabilitate the 300 meter long bridge. Work on the bridge will include a full coat of paint, steelwork structural repairs, bearings replacement, and modernizing the bridge's sidewalks. The project is expected to begin later this summer and should be completed by the fall of next year. Scaffolding will be erected on the bridge to prevent debris from falling into the Skeena River. Those needing to cross the river will have an opportunity to do so by using the Trans-Canada Highway 16 bridge at Ferry Island Campground. Terrace is located in western British Columbia, approximately 140 kilometers east of the mouth of the Pacific Ocean and the ports of Edward and Rupert. It's 1,352 kilometers northwest of Vancouver. Derbyshire, England. A key historic bridge spanning the River Derwent is being closed to traffic for the summer, but this closure has nothing to do with the structure itself. The Matlock Bridge is a five-span stone arch bridge dating back to the 15th century. It has Gothic-style arches with pointed keystones and V-shaped cutwater piers used to cut up ice and debris during the spring thaw. It's a grade two historic structure. The bridge is connected to a series of flood walls which keeps the water out of Derbyshire's historic city center and a section of that wall located at Crown Square next to the bridge gave way this past February. Since Monday, the Matlock Bridge has been shut down to all traffic so that crews can rebuild the flood wall. The only repair work on the bridge will be to pave the bridge's deck, which will allow for two lanes of traffic across the bridge. This is only a temporary solution. Once that is completed, Work will begin on rebuilding the flood defense system. This will last 18 months and will cost up to 6 million euros. 
Naomi Doty, the project manager for the agency, stated in an interview with BBC, quote, with Matlock Bridge being a scheduled monument, care has to be taken to liaise with national and local heritage stakeholders in order to preserve and protect the historic value of the bridge, end quote. She noted that there will also be disruptions in traffic during the project, but the long-term goal is to protect the bridge and the surrounding historic buildings that are located along the river. Pedestrians and cyclists are asked to use a crossing at Hollisley Park during the project. Derbyshire is located in central England, southeast of Manchester, near the cities of Sheffield and Leicester. Crossing Thuringia, England, uh, crossing Thuringia Germany. Excuse me. It's one of the rarest and oldest bridges along the River White Elster. The Kaiser Friedrich Brücke is a nine-span stone arch bridge spanning the river at Elsterstrasse at the entrance of town. It's located between Gera and Seitz in eastern Thuringia. It was built in 1912, but it was almost destroyed at the end of World War II. On April 12, 1945, two men, Paul Hamel and Paul Werner, disfused the connections and stole the bombs that were set by the Nazis in an attempt to blow the structure up and slow down the oncoming Russians and Americans. On September 19, 2020, a monument was erected at the site of the bridge, and a small ceremony was held to commemorate the 75th anniversary of the event. Yet, the info board on the monument was stolen by vandals. Now a new info board has been erected at the monument of the bridge. It was installed on site on Wednesday, with only a few people participating in the event. It is hoped that this structure, which was renovated in 2010 and is now an historic landmark by the state, will be appreciated by many who want to know more about the history of World War II and how this bridge played a role in ending the conflict and eventually reuniting families and friends. The monument can be found in the western end of the structure. And now, some short headlines. In Pinneberg, in Schleswig-Holstein, Germany, crews had to shut down the Klavendijk swing bridge again. The reason is a technical malfunction in the computer system that's used to operate the swing span. That will need to be replaced at a cost of over 80,000 euros. That bridge will remain closed until August. In Salkin Township in Pennsylvania, crews have started demolishing the Meadows Road Bridge. The five-span stone structure was built in 1858 and will be removed due to structural cracks in the arches. A new replacement bridge is set to be built at the earliest 2024. In Spokane, Washington, a musical paying tribute to Robert Waller's The Bridges of Madison County is currently taking place. This week-long musical event at University High School is an adaptation to the novel about Robert and Francesca and their adventures at covered bridges in southern Iowa. The novel later became a film that was released in 1995. The musical will end on Sunday. And in India, the country's first vertical lift bridge is being built. It will replace the Pamban Bridge, which was built in 1914 and features a double-leaf Scherzer Bosco span. The two-track viaduct with the vertical lift span will open next year. And you can read about the Pamban Bridge Replacement Project in the Bridge Runners Chronicles. Just type in Pamban and you'll be led to the article about the project. It features videos about the historic bridge and the replacement project. Now back to the news. Cumbria, England. Beginning last year, the national government agency National Highways England performed a series of concrete infills and removals on several abandoned and disused bridges claiming that they were long, no longer being used and they posed a danger, especially for trucks crossing them. Many of these bridges were built during the age of Queen Victoria, and she ruled from, eight, from the 1860s until her death in 1901. One of the bridges that was filled 
was the Great Musgrave Bridge, an 1862 bridge that crosses an abandoned railroad bed at the junction of Musgrave Lane and Beat Road 6259. Highways England filled in that arch span with over 16,000 tons of concrete in July, claiming that the structure needed to be stabilized, especially because of trucks crossing it. That incident led to an outcry by locals in Cumbria who demanded that the concrete infill be removed. The Eaton District Council in a meeting last week agreed, and therefore at the request of the locals, plus upon further evaluation by the, by the National Highways Historic Railways Estate Program, the National Highways has been ordered to remove the concrete infill from the stone arch span as soon as possible. In a statement with the BBC, Helena Rossiter, head of the estate program, said, quote, we have listened to the feedback on this issue and earlier this year amended our process to ensure full planning permission is sought before carrying out work like this in the future. Close quote. Removal will take place as soon as possible, yet National Highways has stated in that a structural strengthening project will have to be carried out on the bridge to ensure its functionality and stability before it can be in service again. The cost for that is expected to be around 431,000 pounds, equivalent to about 520,000 euros. The concrete removal is of importance as plans are in the making to turn the rail bed into a trail in the near future. Yet this, this infill removal may set up a domino effect for dozens of other bridges that have been filled in wrongfully during the first six months of last year, against the wishes of many locals. How many more and which bridges will follow the same suit as the Great Musgrave Bridge in Cambria remains open. Tokyo, Japan For almost 40 years, an overhead freeway has covered a key historic bridge spanning the Nihambashi River in one of the busiest districts in the Japanese capital. Now, the Nihambashi Bridge, whom the overhead freeway crosses, will see the sunlight again. Construction has started on relocating the Metropolitan Expressway, while at the same time, dismantling the elevated freeway. The project covers a 1.8-kilometer stretch of the expressway between Kandabashi Junction near Tokyo and Idobashi Junction. 1.1 kilometers of this, of this relocation will consist of an underground tunnel that will run underneath the city. When the overhead freeway was built, it had crossed several streets and buildings, thus minimizing the need for permits and relocation of residential areas. The freeway was constructed in time for the 1964 Tokyo Olympics. Yet residents have complained over the years of the overhead freeway's obstructive view of the city skyline, as well as the Nihambashi Bridge itself. That bridge was built in 1603 and had served a key road between Tokyo, which was named Edo at that time, and the city of Kyoto. Sumaki Yurianka designed and headed the construction of the three-span concrete and steel arch bridge that was completed in 1911. The overhead freeway removal will uncover the historic bridge and its historic features, and is part of a $2.3 billion renewal project that was approved by the city government. The removal of the overhead viaduct is ongoing, and together with, with the construction of the tunnel, both should be completed by 2040. Despite losing a couple of stone arch bridges, including the Meadows Road Bridge, there are two positive notes for this, in terms of historic bridges in Pennsylvania. We're going to go to the first one, to Safe Harbor. At Safe Harbor, you will find two railroad bridges of interest that span Conestoga Creek and pass by the Safe Harbor Power Plant. The lower portion of the, which is a girder span, is still in use. 
yet it is the upper one that is of interest. That bridge features a 300-foot pin-connected Pratt deck truss mainspan, supplemented by plate girder viaducts on steel bends, nine spans measuring 480 feet to the north, and 17 spans to the south measuring at 780 feet. The total length of the viaduct is approximately 1,560 feet, and the structure has a whopping height of more than 150 feet above the surface of the water. Built in 1904 under the helm of William Brown, the combination bridge and trestle used to serve the Pennsylvania Railroad and later Conrail until it was abandoned in 1988. But now, after 33 years of abandonment, the Trestle and Viaduct is now reopened to traffic, only this time for pedestrians and cyclists. At a cost of over $9 million, restoration included strengthening the trusses, installing new decking and railing, and adding amenities including the binocular scopes, six clear foot panels, a picnic area, and portable toilets. Tourists who visit the bridge will not only learn about the history of the bridge itself, as well as the railroad, but we'll get an impression, impressive view of the Susquehanna River, which the Conestoga Creek empties into. The completion of the Safe Harbor Upper Bridge connects two segments of the Enola Low Grade Trail, which starts at Odkin and passes through Quarryville before going along the Susquehanna River, beginning at Safe Harbor and ending near Washington Borough. However, the nearby 30-mile stretch is expected to be, to be extended all the way to Harrisburg in the near future. You can find a map of the trail and information on the bridges in the Chronicles News Flyer. And before we go, if you want to know about, more about Pennsylvania's historic bridges and are a big fan of the city's national sport teams, then pen in a date for September 11th. While the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing their first game of the season in Cincinnati in American football, NFL, a tour of Pittsburgh's historic bridges and buildings will take place on that same day. Hosted by Todd Wilson and Mark Hauser, visitors will get to know about the historic places, past and present, that made Pittsburgh the multicultural and historic city it is today. The tour will start and end at Gateway Clipper Fleet Docks in Station Square. Its first stop will be at the Point, and then it will continue down the Mulahagalia River, eventually looping back around and picking up the Algahany River towards the Strip District. Then the tour will go beyond the traditional boundaries permissible for sightseeing cruises and continue to Washington's Landing. It's expected to last 90 minutes. Pre-sale ticket prices are available through July 11th. For more information on this tour, check out the article on Newsflyer article. There you'll find the contact details should you have any questions on the tour. And while we're at it, check out the Bertrand's Chronicles as we have some interesting stories that have been posted lately. Apart from the Pambam Bridge Replacement Project in India, we have a couple of documentaries that are of interest. One is a documentary explaining why bridges collapse, which was done through the American public TV network PBS in the Nova series. Another looks at the ambitious project being carried out in Norway that will greatly reduce travel time between Oslo and the far north. Then there is a bridge in England that's currently being built for pedestrians but the naming of the bridge falls on the responsibility of the children of the town's primary school. On the Chronicles Facebook page, we have some stories on South Carolina's covered bridges in the past, a river bridge that's being nominated for the National Register of Historic Places, located in Pulaski County, Indiana, and Union Chain Suspension Bridge is being reassembled bit by bit. Subscribe to the Chronicles both online as well as through its social media pages. 
Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Reddit. And don't forget to advocate for gun bans in the United States. Talk to your politicians, go out and campaign for more safety, and let's get the guns off the streets. Let's make America safe again. And that's it for this edition of the Chronicles News Flyer. I'm Jason Smith. Thank you for listening. Until next week, happy bridge hunting and happy trails till we meet again. Bye now.